So Dan, you're back in the house. I'm back. I'm back, baby. Um, I, I was on tour in Europe, and now I'm back home. And uh, I gotta say, flying from the Warsaw Airport to uh, the Quebec, the Montreal Pierre Trudeau International Airport was uh, was a humbling experience because I got Quebec as soon as I landed. Um, there were alarms going off in the hallway. Uh, the <laughs> little bridge between the plane and the and the airport didn't work. Uh, the bags took over an hour to show up. Uh, there was a weird, unnecessary third customs line that I had to go through for some reason. And yeah, I just, you know, it's Europe might be at war, but uh, Quebec, uh, they gotta they gotta get their shit together, man. How soon did you hear a Donald Duck voice? Almost immediately after, because all the announcements at the uh, pier. Elliot Trudeau International Airport are in the Donald Duck voice. They're in French, English, and the Donald Duck voice. Oh, wow. A lot of people yeah, don't know. trilingual It's there. trilingual province, yeah. Yeah, I remember when I was at the Boston airport, they have all their favorite just like Boston sports stars everywhere, you know? Uh, and I, I imagine Montreal, you just have Donald Duck pictures everywhere. Yeah. They have Kurt Schilling doing the announcements at the airport. <laughs> and sometimes he gets off topic. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, you know, we'll move on here to a different airport, the Omaha Airport. That's right. I don't know anything about it, but 311, those guys probably flew out of there many, many times. Many times. I wonder if they have the 311 guys doing the announcements at the Omaha Airport like they have Duff McKagan doing announcements at the Seattle Airport. It is so crazy that that happened. <laughs> it would be less crazy for 311 to do the announcements. Yeah. It really would. I really want to know how Duff ended up uh, being the guy who's telling you that you can't leave your bags unattended. Well, he I probably for... married the mayor's daughter or something. <laughs> Maybe. It must have been something like that, because I don't know how you get that much clout. Like, even maybe Axl Rose could do it, but he wouldn't. Yeah. Maybe somebody at the airport at SeaTac is just like a huge fan of Duff's pre-Guns N' Roses hardcore band Farts with a Z. <laughs> wow, that's a really stupid name. It is. But, uh, it's real, so... <laughs> You know, okay, there was a couple transitions we could go with there, but the one I'm going to go with is, you know who else is a fan of the letter Z? The oh, drummer hell yeah. of 311. <laughs> there you go. There it is. That's real nice. Real nice. America's favorite band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is succumbing to tension once again. Yeah. America's sweet. The most good vibes band has, has uh, had some bad vibes creep in because their drummer, Chad Sexton, never would have been able to name or pick him out of a lineup, but... Uh, He's picked up a bunch of conspiracy theories on Truth Social and uh, similar websites. He's um, dabbling in some flat Earth stuff. He was posting um, the you know Russian Z kind of shit. He's pro Operation Z. Yeah, and not There's some for, real dubious stuff. And not for the reasons you might think. He's uh, yeah, he's worried about the uh, deep state in Ukraine, the American deep state in Ukraine. So yeah, yeah, like all his posts from Truth Social. He definitely has no idea what he's talking about, obviously, but it is really funny to just kind of like dig through him where he's telling, I guess there's some thread about with a bunch of like flat earthers and shit. And he's telling people, have you seen this documentary called The Principle? Uh, it's about how all the technology we have right now to measure us orbiting the sun does not support the theory of us orbiting the sun. It's interesting and I would recommend it. And of course, some guys like responding, I'll check it out. The spinning ball becomes ridiculous after enough research. 
Some guy. That, guy, that guy's name handle. is Read the Q Posts. Yeah. Read the Q Posts. Yeah. I saw him talking to Jordan Sather. Oh, that's who's up thread. Who is that guy? I don't know who he is. He's just a QAnon guy. Oh, okay. That's exactly who the drummer's responding to. Yeah. Just one of those guys. Yeah. He sells t-shirts or something. Yeah. So he's fucking Q-pilled. Like, <laughs> amazing. This stuff isn't really new. Like, B.O.B. had that thing about being a flat earther. True. And was it Kyrie Irving? Yeah. But I think that those guys aren't in sort of like the truth social milieu where he's just absorbing more and more insane stuff right now. Yeah, like it's so much more politicized now. Yeah, like Kyrie's a dumb guy, but he's guys, not and like you want to like you want to get into stupid conspiracy shit that you're fed on YouTube. It immediately goes into like white nationalist shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And those are the that's the concentric rings of like Q Q world. That's like the greatest accomplishment of of QAnon is to basically take all of these conspiracy theories and make them adjacent to this like uh, fucking radioactive core. Where, uh, what is this guy's name? Ch- Chad Sexton is hanging out. You Chad know? Sexton. It seems like a fake name. It really does. I don't does. think it is, though. Oh, man. Chad Sexton and Peanut. Oh, yeah. All so- these cool-ass guys. And t- vocalist slash turntablist Doug S.A. Martinez. <laughs> fake, also fake. Um, this this makes sense, though. Cause, so... Basically, somebody in this Reddit thread is saying um, he's always been into conspiracy stuff. I've heard him mention how he listened, used to listen to Art Bell back in the day. A lot of conspiracy people started with that show in the 90s. Um, and that's totally true. <laughs> like, I think a lot of the the like Gen X guys who are the QAnon really got their brains softened up by Art Bell. And the Art Bell show was fucking great. Like, Yeah, it's so innocuous because it's just like there's aliens out there, man, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's a very innocuous kind of conspiracy, and it's just like, I don't know, at the end of the day, it's more just like people who don't really know about anything beyond a surface-level understanding and then just are so, their brain is so malleable to just the dumbest ideas, I guess. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I- it's people who get high and they watch YouTube videos, but it's not like guys building a house or gorillas or something cool like that. Yeah. It's always some shit that has to completely blow your mind. It has to warp the way you you process reality. Exactly. Nothing is real. The sun is actually orbiting the earth. Yeah. The earth is bigger than the sun. The sun is a little little ball. Yeah. It's the size of a tennis ball, and it stinks. Uh, Charlemagne. There's a big magnifying glass making it look bigger. If the, if these guys are now into this weird into this weird like Russian nationalist shit because uh, it somehow dovetails or it's somehow like a piece of their uh, their like post Q anti democratic party uh, deep state conspiracy shit, um, then I'm really interested to see how long it takes them to get to the missing time theory that was developed in Russia. Like my favorite conspiracy theory of all time that the that the uh, Middle Ages basically didn't exist. The Char- yeah, Gary Kasparov. Ga- Kasparov is deeply into the shit, and it's all. For- but he's a lib, though. <laughs> yeah, totally. that's the problem. Yeah, he might have claimed that for libs. Yeah, yeah, that's his territory. True. It's so crazy to believe that. I love that, like, that the, theory. Was it that like Kievan Rus? Yeah. Is actually the Roman Empire exactly. or something like that? Yeah, and it all stems from this. So the, uh, there was this guy, Morozov, who was uh, actually like a, one of the original, original Bolshevik party guy, um, 
who was trying to find out why it was basic, basically what it boils down to is nothing was happening in Russia during this period, but all this stuff was happening in Europe. Uh, how can we explain that? Oh, uh, that time period doesn't actually exist. Like, <laughs> actually, nothing was happening anywhere because that, that, that time period is uh, fake and has been inserted. That is like Joseph Smith level stuff of, oh, the Garden of Eden was actually in Missouri. So exactly. Yeah. The U.S. has been important all along. Yeah. Yeah. There's always this tension where you live somewhere and the things you believe don't have to do with where you live. And you don't really get to go there. You don't get to go to Rome. Like, yeah, you yeah, have to rewrite it. So Utah is Rome. Yeah, exactly. Or Moscow is Rome. Moscow. The third Rome. Yeah, Moscow is the third Rome. Or that, um, or that you know, uh, North America is uh, like. North America is like the, the the Holy Land, essentially. The Israelites got lost. Exactly. They were Siberian nomadic tribes for several thousand years, I guess. And then they got to America and they were still like, man, we love being Israelites. <laughs> we still speak the same language and we remember all that stuff from like the Bronze Age still. It's crazy how we preserved our culture that long. Yeah, it's awesome. Let's build some mounds and some like... Uh, Blood sacrifice temples. Yeah. I wonder if this principle could be applied to a band to have kind of like a conspiracy theory that the band is from every local market. <laughs> like, <laughs> re, re, reinvent the origin story of the band. We're from Omaha. We're from LA. We're from Buffalo. Like those ads that target you? Yeah. Yeah. Local singles <laughs> exactly. in your area. Exactly. Local, <laughs> local bands band. in your area. Local beloved band in your area. Um, this band went to. Your high school. Yeah, exactly. This band eats at your favorite restaurant. Yeah. Wow, how do they the know Wendy's that? Wendy's next to your house. Actually, the missing time theory would be great if you were in a band that had like a strong start to their career, but then started, you know, producing decreasingly good material that you could just <laughs> basically be like, actually, that's fake news. Like, uh, those records don't exist. Uh, that was somebody else. It's a conspiracy. Yeah, edit out your sophomore slump there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's harder to do that now with streaming. You used to be able to just not reprint albums you didn't like. Well, yeah. you could delete the album from streaming, though. You could. You could. I mean, Weezer could do that. <laughs> what if we, all of Weezer's post like Maladroit career just disappeared, you know, overnight? Here's, I, okay, I can't believe we've never considered this with how much we've talked about them, but what does Rivers Cuomo actually think about all their albums? Because he might actually think that the newer ones are really good. I'm sure he does. Like, yeah, I, I would. I would suspect he thinks they're pretty good. He has enough money that, like, if he didn't think they were good and was self-aware enough, I, I feel like he'd just be like, "Hey, Weezer's going on a big old hiatus, and when we come yeah. back, we're just playing the Blue Album." Yeah, he hasn't had a breakdown like that in 25 years. Yeah, he's due for one, is what you're saying. Yeah, he needs to go back to college <laughs> at age 74. It is funny we haven't seen bands pout like that on social media um, or like especially on like streaming sites where obviously like Neil Young took everything down to like make a political point. But I want to see people what make personal loser. like personal points like that, though, of just you can't have our best album anymore. We're taking it off. You got to listen to the new one only. Yeah. Oh, if we get a million plays on the new to? single, we'll bring the classic album back. That's right. You know who I haven't listened to in many months? Neil Young. <laughs> Because it's just too hard. I'm not going to go to a different website. You got to go Sorry, all the Neil. way to YouTube.com now? 
Yeah. Or you can listen to his cover of The Birds or whatever that's on. There's like two songs of his on YouTube. Yeah, I like the songs Spotify, that are still I mean. on there. There's left. Yeah. I think we talked about that already, but. Yeah, we did. Just the songs he doesn't have the rights to that are like a random live show and a random cover. Yeah. Someone coming across this for the first time and thinking this is all there is. <laughs> yeah, this is what he's known for. Neil Young? Yeah, we did like one one live set and then a cover and then like most of it was like collabs with like Ringo Starr's all-star band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what he's best known for. What a shitty career this guy had. Yeah, too bad. One of his albums that's on there, one of the two albums or singles, I guess, is the Bright Soundtrack. That's right. <laughs> That's the Max really Landis funny. movie where Will <laughs> Smith orc. and uh, an orc are cops. Orc cops. <laughs> so that's uh, that was the pinnacle of Neil Young's career. That's his most popular song. That's what I believe. That's I only believe what I see in the papers, which to me is Spotify. That's the public record. Yeah. But uh, back to 311. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's yeah. So we gotta get back, back to the, the topic at hand. After all their fans were disappointed by all this stuff coming from the drummer... Uh, the rapper in the band, S.A. Martinez, um, wrote a poem about it. Mm. And it's so it sucks because his heart's in the right place, you know. The message, he's right, but ooh, this thing's so brutal, dude. I don't know if someone wants to volunteer to read it here. I'll read it. <clears throat> uh, all right. I'll read the first part of it, and then I'm, I'm going to hand it off after a certain oh, It's point. like class. We'll pass it around. All right. Where, oh, where did that spirit go? Tell me, Holmes. Do you know? Do you know? We DJed with tapes in caves. All the college kids was lit. Fire emoji. We dropped the doors, peace frog, on their behinds and shook them in their choins. Chonies? <laughs> what is that? Chonies with a Z? Chonies. Shook them in their chonies. I guzzled the fire water and poured it down my youth and got stumbly drunk, rolled out the piece and stumbled some more onto my cave wall piss. You held me up and laughed, told me about it the next day, and we laughed again. Trip some LSD in dorms where I lost myself, didn't know my form. Does somebody want to take it from here? And maybe now we are jacked from archaic acid flashbacks. Archaic? Huh. Who TF knows? <laughs> But somewhere the wires got crossed, and now I feel light years lost from a real world, because how TF can that dude I knew ride for war? Well, both sides say they're anti-war. It doesn't even mean anything. Yeah. And how the hell do you love someone who prefers to be feared? In some parallel, you, that dude, snatched a dream catcher from a co-ed rear view and is still running wild. Uh, I don't don't like that. (laughs) Dream... A dream catcher from a co-ed rear view. Is that a movie? I, I'm hoping that he's talking about the time that they were at college together and not them playing at a college as like uh, middle-aged dudes, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's a fair interpretation. I think yeah. it's about being young. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've long forgotten where that old cave lies and no longer can we dance and hide. But God, if I could, I would smash and pulverize the spider that has snared the drummer in its dark web. And wow. uh, man, that last line, man, that one, that one really hits. It yeah. snared the drummer in its in dark, its dark web. web. Dark web. He's talking about the. Is dark he trying web. to do a pun because he thinks uh, Truth Social is, is the, the dark, dark web? web? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think that's right. I think, I think he does. Yeah. Uh, it would actually be and way cooler words, if he was actually addicted to the dark web and he was just watching videos of like people dying on Live Leak or whatever. Yeah. He's watching all the videos of horses going through meat grinders. Yeah. 
And the only reason he's into Russia is because he's just buying like experimental chemicals like 2CI or whatever. Yeah. These benzos that make you sleep for three weeks, they come from Russia. So, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They must be good. I, I like the stuff they make. That would be a, a much better fate. But instead, um, the spider that has snared the drummer is uh, weird right-wing conspiracy shit. Yeah, exactly. On the subreddit, they're calling him Chud Sexton. <laughs> that is pretty funny. They're calling him Chud Sexton, and you won't believe They're calling why. calling him Chud Sexton. They really are. The 311 subreddit's pretty cool. There's someone who got a, a license plate with 311 in it by accident, and they posted it. Like, I couldn't I couldn't have been happier with the random characters they gave me. That's awesome, though. I like, it's like, yeah, it's yeah that's awesome. It's like it, imagining a 311 fan. They just see 311. <laughs> yeah, they're like, whoa, sweet. Mo, bro, my, my credit card number has 311 in it and 420. Bro, give me <laughs> a high five. If I was yeah. a 311 fan, I would try to popularize the idea of minus 109 being a thing because 420 minus 109 makes 311. Damn, dude. It would be like, oh, wow. Something you could wink at each other about. Yo. I think I just perusing the, the uh, 311 subreddit, I think their fan base is actually pretty positive and mellow. I mean, obviously, because they're all probably blazed out of their skulls, but yeah, that's, I think it, that's why it's, uh, it's so funny where it's like, it's, it, it's good for them though. At the end of the day that they're like, yeah, that guy kind of sucks, you know, whatever. Yeah, there's even some people kind of trying to defend him in a hippie way here that is annoying, but also I feel like is coming from a place of like uh, openness, you know? And so then at the end of this whole saga, Chad Sexton came around with a sort of a, a boilerplate here. Love and understanding comes along with understanding people can be wrong. It doesn't mean they're bad people. Everyone makes mistakes. I was just basing info off my very good friends whose wife is from Kiev and whose dad was a three-star general in World War II there. They have a very interesting history. Sorry if I offended you. I'm not an international expert by any means. I think war is horrible. Hopefully we can move on from this now. You've spent all day on it. <laughs> kind of like bitter at the end there. Wow. Wait, which general was he? A, which side was he a general on? Yeah, it's hard to say. It's, uh, it's not I'm clear. Gonna, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say probably Red Army. But if it's not, then <laughs> this guy's yeah, even then that's like dumber than I thought he was. in World War II. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, very... Not yeah. not a lot of clarity here. There's Ugh. a good controversial thread on here. The title is Amber into Down. I'm sorry, guys, but what a way to kill an amazing set. I thought this was supposed to be a special set. Down for the old school fans that were there for music older than Down. I've been seeing them some I've been seeing them since '97, and I'm a little let down considering how well the first half started off. I was really hoping to see something special, and well, the first half really was. The second half had me realizing why I haven't seen them in five to six years. Oh my but god! I've seen them at least forty times in my life. <laughs> that is a true, uh, true fan. Who's mad that they played hits at the end of the set? What are they doing playing their biggest hits at the end? That is some German music opinion, I gotta yeah. say. It's like they should I play some obscure shit for me, not a hit that everyone wants to hear. Yeah. It's so weird that this guy only wants to hear the first 311 album. Yeah. Seriously. And he's mad that they don't play it. And he's seen them 40 times and he doesn't get what their set lists are like. <laughs> he just thinks he's gonna be at a show and they play their first album in full. Pretty sick. Yeah. This is why I would never go on a 
subreddit or read any sort of commentary about any of the shows of any of the bands that I'm in. Because I would read that and even though I knew, I would read it and know that it was one person's insane opinion, but it would get to me. Yeah, absolutely. It would just get in my head. This is mostly people trying to find or sell tickets for 311 shows. <laughs> oh, wait, one last, an- one last thing I wanted to say about them, or unless, unless Alex, yours is more directly related to that. But. It's just another post on here that's controversial. It says, Love Song. 311's cover of Love Song, I hate to say it, is pretty boring. The original by The Cure is so good. Is there any way 311 can freshen up this song live? Maybe play it at a faster tempo. Maybe add a jam. Maybe let S.A. add a verse. I don't know. Just something to spice it up. And he's right, but it has zero upvotes. (laughs) So that means it had... I don't think it lets you see it anymore, but it has more downvotes than upvotes. I feel like I've probably said this on this show before. But one time me and Margie went to a wedding for someone I don't know. It's like her family, friends, some per- like it's like so many layers removed from me. I had no clue who's like I knew zero people at the entire wedding. Yeah. And then for their first dance, they did uh, 311's cover of that Cure song. And it just like blew my mind. I was like losing it. <laughs> Amazing. Like, who picks that song as like a wedding thing? Oh, my God. Maybe they're so weird. Maybe they thought that was the original, you know? Yeah, probably. The last thing I was thinking of with 311, though, I went on their Wikipedia. Oh, the reason I went on the Wikipedia is because Peanut, the bassist, said he's going to take a break from the band after this tour. And people were assuming it's because of the drummer. Um, So I went on the Wikipedia to kind of look at that. But then I got sidetracked looking at the stats for 311 Day every year when they uh, like do a huge show, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, And for this year's show, they did two nights, uh, 45 songs one night and 44 songs the next night. And it says they did a cover of John Lennon's Imagine, and Peanut also covered Aaliyah's Try Again during the bass solo. And I can't <laughs> tell if that means those might be two separate things, but I'm imagining him covering Aaliyah in the middle of John Lennon's Imagine, which is insanely funny to me. And also inserting a bass solo into John Lennon's Imagine. <laughs> it's really funny. I think maybe it's two separate things, but I really like to imagine that. No, let's. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's. They did John Lennon's Imagine. They. We're like, what this song needs is a bass solo. And Peanut was like, actually, what it really needs is uh, Aaliyah in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Over 100 different songs in one bass solo. <laughs> yeah. I found the bravest. I found the bravest post on the 311 subreddit. Do you want to hear it? Oh, yeah. It's uh, the title of the post is Demographics. I am a 26-year-old female and rarely do I meet people my age, let alone my gender, who are into 311. (laughs) I grew up (laughs) listening to 311 with my aunt and uncle who are in their mid-40s. Nothing against anyone at all, anyone here who is a 311 fan. Just curious if there's anyone my age or gender out here. I would be very wary to post that in the 311 subreddit. (laughs) Yeah. If I was a 26-year-old woman. (laughs) Close those DMs. Yeah. Best case scenario, you're going to meet someone with a really smelly car. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Oh, they did a poll about their favorite artists other than 311. Oh, wow. Incubus, Sublime, Rage Against the Machine, Tool, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Deftones, Beastie Boys. It makes sense. Yeah. Weezer is tied with Primus for number 10. Damn. Ah. I can't. Imagine going from listening to Weezer to Primus. Like, I don't know. I just feel like you can't really be fans of both of those bands. 
Well, they're both really annoying. That's true. If you primarily like music that's annoying and pisses you off, (laughs) you might like later career Weezer and Primus. Yeah, they both sort of share an abrasive cartoonish quality. Yeah. I'm looking for that mosquito-type beat. Yeah. Then I turn on Primus. Yeah, then I fucking blast Bob the Fisherman or John the Fisherman or whatever. So I was about to navigate over to Watch Together to watch some clips here. But the ad it's serving me right now, uh, Dan, is the guitar you linked us to the other night on Reverb. No. $30,000 Game of Thrones gold-plated uh, Jaguar. Oh, my God. It's uh, it's House Lannister, which means that I can't really justify buying it because I have a House Stark tattoo on my right arm that I got accidentally so, oh, yeah, yeah, I think you told that story once on here. It did. So you How didn't did know happen? what it was when you got it. I didn't know what it was. We were, uh, the the uh, keyboard player from Divine Fits was like, uh, he was like, let's get matching tattoos to me and the um, our front of house sound tech, Alice. And um, me and Alice were like, great. And he showed us this design. And we were like, that's awesome, man. Let's do it. And we got them. And then later on, somebody was like, sweet Game of Thrones tattoo. <laughs> Oh, that's rough. You should have tried to transform it later, like into a different kind of wolf or whatever. The worst thing was we fucking played, we played Letterman and uh, Cersei was the guest. I forget what that actress's name is, but she was the guest. And Alex and I went to say, you know, like we're all kind of in the same room and went to say what's up. And then I realized I was like, oh, fuck, she's being weird because I have a Game of Thrones tattoo. Yeah. Well, I think it's because she's on the other side. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's really committed to it. She's like a big Lannister fan. She has a Lannister tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I guess that's the better one to get. I guess so. If you got a Lannister tattoo, that would be really weird. I'm not seeing a House Stark guitar. I'm just seeing a House Lannister guitar. I guess it has better colors. Yeah. There wasn't really a good side of the War of the Roses. It was all royal cousins. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine playing the Game of Thrones uh, theme on the Game of Thrones guitar. How sweet that would be. It'd be amazing. Whoever's going to buy that guitar is going to play it one time tops and then just like put it on the wall. It's going to like a dentist or something, you know? It's going to DJ Khaled. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I don't remember what the Game of Thrones theme sounds like now. It's like very heavy, like orchestral music. I'm trying to hear it, and I'm just hearing the Pirates of the Caribbean theme. They're not dissimilar. Actually, when I was on tour, uh, I was at a day off in Munich, and I was walking through a square, and uh, I heard that theme. And I, it had been so long since I'd like watched Game of Thrones or heard that song. I, I, I was like, I know this. What is this? What are they playing? They're covering something. And I was like, oh, it's the Game of Thrones theme. And it was a string quartet dressed in medieval garb just playing Game of Thrones. <laughs> and when I walked through the square, walked by them, when I walked back an hour later, they were, still, they were playing it again. And I like to imagine that that's the only song that they play. It's, infin- it's like a YouTube video, 10 hours of Game of Thrones theme. Yeah. George R.R. R. Martin needs to come up with more songs. Yeah. Exactly. You want us to play different songs? Tell him to write more. Yeah, he's got to finish it. I never watched that show in full because the very first episode I watched was the Red Wedding one. Oh, shit. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm like kind of in the... Because like, you know, it was just like on and I was just watching it. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I know what this is about already. I skipped the last three episodes because I was like, I'm kind of done with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember everyone saying the last was, season sucked. Yeah. 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 Everyone's... Everyone knows by now. But yeah. It stunk. 
I don't know why they even made it. They could have just ended the show and said, fuck you, we're done. Yeah. And saved all the money they spent filming it. All the dragons <laughs> Do it like Poochie in The Simpsons where he just goes back to his home planet and just... Yeah. yeah. Game of Thrones. An asteroid hit and they all died. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it would have saved money and people, they still would have been mad that it wasn't finished, but they probably would have been less mad overall. What they should have done with the asteroid angle, they should have revealed um, like one episode before that dinosaurs exist in this world and they walk the earth and yes. then the asteroid comes. You're like, oh, it was during the dinosaurs era yeah. all along. Yes. Wow. That would be crazy. That's the best possible ending. That's how they should have ended Sopranos. <laughs> that it was all taking place. <laughs> it was all taking place in the hollow earth. <laughs> it's just dinosaurs stomping around New Jersey. Yeah, that's the final shot is uh Tony Soprano and his family at that restaurant and just a giant brontosaurus hoof comes through the roof and squishes yeah. them. Yeah, smash and then the, the camera, last time the he looks camera, up, there's a, a triceratops crossing the street. The camera pans back and they're just like the entire Sopranos world is just tiny and there's just giant dinosaurs wandering around. <laughs> Meadow Soprano is getting Newmaned by, yeah. by a Velociraptor. They need to put like one pterodactyl a couple episodes before that to like give you some kind of hint. You yeah, know? to ease people in. Yeah. 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 Online speculation. Is this a dinosaur show? Yeah. Where, R slash Game of Thrones. Have we been watching a dinosaur show all along? Are there dinos here? Yeah. Did I see a dino? I'm dino-pilled. <laughs> or there should be um, like a reverse Jurassic Park where in a future world where dinosaurs have already been brought back, someone gets Tony Soprano DNA to bring him back into this dinosaur world. <laughs> yes. The scientists yeah. were so excited that they could. They didn't think whether they should bring Tony Soprano back. That's right. We need to reanimate James Gandolfini <laughs> so we can make him leftist. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I heard they're doing that in Neom. They're uh, displacing um, they're displacing people from the desert, you know, to build this long, line-shaped city. And what they want to do is they want to recreate the Sopranos, but with James Gandolfini's actual DNA. We that's should the actually... Salafist version of the Sopranos. They're, they're vat-growing <laughs> the Sopranos cast. I mean, if we're willing to do like a Tupac hologram thing, why don't we just do other celebs and have them do like Fortnite dances on stage at the Tupac hologram show? Exactly. Like have James Gandolfini doing Fortnite dances. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. During yeah. like Ambitions as a Rida. <laughs> I would love to see a hologram of someone who died like the day after they died. <laughs> the queen. If we're going to do it, I yeah, like they should have made one immediately. Have her do a funeral where they're projecting a hologram of the queen on top of the casket. She comes right back out of it. Hey, it's me. <laughs> it's me. Just kidding. It's a computer. We should be prepared. Like Mick Jagger or Paul McCartney, they don't have that much time left. Let's get prepared with these holograms now. Yeah, we were talking about that the other day. Like, you don't want to mess up the tour. You don't want to mess up everyone's bottom line. No, it's called... Just have, have a, a clone or a robot, <laughs> like an assembly line. So yeah. one Paul McCartney dies, another one comes along. Yeah, it's just... Keeps playing the song. It's like insurance. It's just good sense. I mean, touring is hard enough now as it is. There's a lot of people relying on you. It's not just, you know, not just the front person of the band. So let's, uh, let's fire up the vats, get some... Uh, genetic material in the slurry and let's fucking go 
Let's make some clones. Maybe we can make a super beetle with all four of their DNA. <laughs> the ultimate beetle. Getting arrested because I'm trying to get Ringo Starr's DNA. <laughs> the ultimate beetle who has uh, John Lennon's bass skills, Paul McCartney's drumming. The thing is, George Harrison's like kind of just the best. George's religious beliefs. Yeah, there George's we go. That's religious it. That's beliefs. What we yeah. yeah, that's the shit that he sucked And at. Ringo's songwriting ability. Yes. Yeah. I've created the most. Ringo's feet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the most powerful hey, beetle the in the part. world. Yeah, I think it, the feet are the best part of him. Did we? I think was that when you were gone, Dan, that we talked about that. He he posted feet. Yeah, it's, yeah. He posted and you know what? Feet. For someone yeah. in his eighties, like not bad. Not bad. Yeah, could have been. Could have been way worse. You're. Yeah. I mean, Ringo Starr says he's posting feet. You're going to expect some kind of like golem foot type situation. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, it's hair, been melded to the kick drum. Yeah, like two kind of hairy, misshapen gray hams. Like, <laughs> yeah, his feet look great for his age. Yeah, people were unfair to him about his feet. I'm making a super beetle just out of Ringo's feet. <laughs> it's a beetle with all feet for all, like eight appendages that are all feet. It'd be a pretty good drummer if you had like eight feet. You could do like double bass pedal stuff. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I would like for him to go cartoon mode. Extra arms, big goofy drum kit. Maybe he wanted he, to be in the octopus's garden with animal from the Muppets. And now he could have eight limbs like the octopus in the garden. Only the guy from Weezer is down to earth enough to do a drum competition with animal from the Muppets. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And also uh, be the victim of attempted rape by Miss Piggy in a music video. He should speak up about his trauma about the Miss Piggy incident in that video. He was tied up. If I saw a Muppet like. Just to begin with, if I saw a Muppet, I would freak out. Oh, yeah. Like he was talking. I would be looking around like, where's the string? Oh, yeah, me too. Is this a robot? Is this a hologram? Yeah, what you're is just this? Trying, trying to I film dreaming? a normal like Weezer music video and you start seeing all this crazy shit going on. If I saw Kermit and Miss Piggy next to me in Rivers Cuomo, I would freak the fuck out. And then she starts like, she like hits me on the head and starts tying me up. I would freak out. I would be like the Try Guys. I would be talking about my trauma so much. The thing is, a Muppet could sneak up on any of us when we're not expecting it. But that video that video is kind of a PSA. Muppet. Like, I'm on the lookout now because of that video. I ran over a Muppet with my car. <laughs> and you I, just kept I didn't driving? even stop. Yeah. I just kept driving. I don't know which Muppet it was, but he's dead now. All right, what, what else we got in the docket here, you know? Maybe we got to shift gears to uh, Bill Clinton. <laughs> you got Bill Cl I think, Alex, were you the one who found this? Yeah, I was watching this video the other day. Um, I think it was Bill Clinton's second inauguration. Mm. The there ill, was this saxophone. second inauguration of Bill Clinton. Maybe it was the first one, but it was uh, they did a saxophone competition where they got all the best saxophonists, and they each got to do two bars over the solo. <laughs> and it starts with... Um, Will Smith like doing a few minutes at the mic, so let's just check it out here. This is before he went evil. How you guys Will doing? Smith needs to be locked up now. This feels great. About 500,000 people out here, but I can't hear you. This was before he got now, jiggy with it. Recently, people have been making a big deal about President-elect Bill Clinton playing the saxophone. Oh, it probably is his first inaugural. So, I did a little research. Uh-oh. And I found out that there's a 
A lot funnier things that have gone on in the White House. For Get example, his ass, Will. Calvin Coolidge had an electric hobby horse in the White House. Oh, that's the craziest thing about okay. Coolidge. It, was a, it wasn't a hobby Adams horse, it was a Sibian. introduced the first pool table, yeah. <laughs> but he also went skinny dipping in the Potomac. A naked president in the Potomac. They must not have had the Inquirer back then. Hillary smiling politely. Warren Harding played poker twice I thought a week this guy was supposed House, to be funny. And he once gambled away. Hillary is like, that is the super giant. predator. I've been... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jefferson and Tyler this is like a school presentation. Fiddle, yeah, this shit is, is so whack. Like, make a PowerPoint about Harry crazy stuff presidents did. But here's the thing. He so didn't have Wikipedia have where he could just find it in one list. He probably had to spend 20 minutes finding this. He had to go to the library. Yeah. He asked DJ Jazzy Jeff to look up Encyclopedia Britannica articles. Did any presidents get naked? Find out. Find out. This president was about to in a few years. <laughs> yeah. Man, it must have been so hard to be a stand-up comedian in 1996. <laughs> you couldn't talk about Monica Lewinsky. Like Jay yeah. Leno. That golden era David was Letterman. just around what, the what corner. What were they doing? Yeah. <laughs> what did they talk about? Super predators. Yeah. Right, here we go. The main event. Desecrating the Lincoln Memorial here with this one. <laughs> I've been here. I feel oh like I'm watching God, an Adam song. Curtis documentary right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird how behind the times people were in 1992. I guess we're still really behind the times because Joe Biden's music is like soul from 1966. Yeah. yeah. But saxophones were pretty old hat by 1992. They had to come back in the 80s, you know, and uh, yeah. Yeah, this is maybe at the tail end of that. This is David Sanborn. Like the names are inscribed at the bottom here. I'm, I'm going to say that this is too many saxophones. <laughs> they cursed the Clinton administration by doing this. They, they fucking opened a lament configuration of notes and uh, everything that happened afterwards was because of this. This is basically just the SNL intro theme. Seriously. <laughs> Goofy noodling. Phil Hartman. <laughs> oh, the names at the bottom are the cast members. Featuring Gerald, Gerald Albright. Albright. <laughs> it is like a late night show that never ends. Yeah, yeah this sucks. Oh, like the Too Many Cooks. Late night show. Yeah, this is a special version of Hell. You, you have to watch the late night intro song, but it never, ever, ever ends. It's always changing, never ending. Tom Scott. That's why it feels like they're torturing Abraham Lincoln here. Fucking alto He's sax. Get out of here with that shit. It's too small, too high. Steve Jobs uh, attire sure. on that last Oh, here's Kenny G. Kenny G. Abraham Lincoln hated smooth jazz. He was on the record. Yeah. <laughs> There's some weird sax man dancing going on here. I don't think the alto sax should be called the sax. No, it should be called like the, it should be called something the else. The metal clarinet. Like fuck off. They seem like pretty different instruments. David Cause. Yeah, the alto sax is like a flightless bird when every other sax is a normal bird. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. This is like one of those bands that teenagers have where there are eight people on guitar. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 
and the drummer's always busy, but it's all saxophones. Oops, all saxophones. Oops. Oh, they're bringing it all together here. It was considered so crazy in 1992 that (laughs) Bill Clinton could play hound dog on saxophone. (laughs) He could play hot cross buns. Oh, they did it. They went there. It's a classic classic. way to end a song. Yeah, I would argue. I guess it kind of has progressed because, like, Lizzo went to the White House. Yes, and like as goofy as that stuff is. At least it's a new artist. Yeah, at least yeah. it's not this shit. At least it's not from 40 years ago, like, bringing, like, Don Henley to the White House and being like, ooh, isn't it crazy this guy's playing guitar? That's <laughs> exactly. arguably, I think this is when boomer culture peaked, really, you know? Like, they're still riding high. They're still, they still had enough energy to put together a 15-man saxophone band and yeah. clap their hands together and grin. There's a dad at home who's Bill Clinton's same age shedding a single tear as he watches that performance. We made it. Yeah, we made it. The other good old yeah. days. Um, I, I said this uh, in the DM when we first started talking about this, but it is really damning that this country elected a saxophone president before a guitar president. We've never had a guitar president at all. Yeah, and when you think about America, kind of what do you think about? You think about guitars. America, like That's the perfect symbol for America. Why not have a guitar president? Yeah, the kind of sicko who runs for president is just going to be a sax guy, though. You know? Yeah, Biden's not a guitar president. He's a barbershop quartet president. Yeah, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Did Beto play guitar? Uh, I can't remember. Or did he play question. drums or something? He played drums. He was the turntablist for At the <laughs> yeah. Drive-In. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it was the Mars Volta, he could have been one of the sound designers. <laughs> yeah. One of the dozen sound designers that they have. Is that just like, are they just hooking up a bunch of boss pedals? Yeah, I don't just know like what they do. Twisting knobs and shit, you know, just yeah. atmosphere. Sound manipulation. Yeah, digital hissing kind of shit, you know. Yeah. Mersbau shit. <laughs> I'm on my the way that they do, I, I just saw them last weekend since they're touring for the first time in like 10 years. Uh, and the way they have it now is just like, there's no one dedicated doing that. It's just like one percussionist and one keyboard is kind of like mixing some of that stuff. Right. Maybe, yeah, it seems like maybe in tracks. the last 20 years, it's gotten easier to automate that stuff. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But Mars Volta is surprisingly very good. They're better than they were when they called it quits. Like, that makes also sense. from watching like, their new interviews, they've actually like grown up, which is like shocking to me where they're so um, like humble and kind and thoughtful and stuff. Like they actually grew up as people. Good for them, you know? It's amazing. I mean, it makes sense that they're better because all they've been doing is just playing music since then, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> if they true. didn't get better, it would be, that would be sad. I think ideally what their live shows would be like would be they have like four people playing music and then 12 sound manipulators and they're going around connecting patch chords together, yes. creating tripping hazards all around the stage, Yes, changing the knobs on the amps and everything. And then they like wrap uh, Omar's legs with a patch cord and he trips over it. And then him and Cedric's hair get stuck together like a rat king. <laughs> That's what's crazy, they though, is they both Stooges have much shorter hair hydrants. now. Because that happened. I told yeah, you. Yeah, it did. That's what, what made did I tell you? Up. Yeah. <laughs> they had to cut it. You know, um... They had to put peanut like, butter on it and then freeze it and break yeah. it with a hammer. <laughs> that, uh, that's on the tour riders, peanut butter and a hammer. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, Alex, I know we've talked before about like when Weezer did the thing where like 80 or 90 fans play guitar along with the band on like Buddy Holly or something. Oh, man. Um, no. Mars Volta should do that with their fans of have like 100 sound manipulators on stage while they do like uh, Elvia Elvia Kaz or something. Have a tug of war with a rope connected to a dial on the amp. Yeah. Or like a wah-wah pedal. Yeah. <laughs> and people have to pull it one way or the other to get it to move. We're yeah, scooping the mids. We're not scooping the mids. <laughs> yeah. I think it would be very fun. It would be interactive. Or maybe you could pay money to change the settings. Oh, that's good. That's real good. Uh, you got yeah. a dedicated, like tunes, is a dedicated yeah, app. Exactly. And you're like, There's an app where you can change the preset amp on the amplifier if it's hurting your ears. Ooh, yeah, the most yeah. evil application of this is a set list, like a uh, sort of like Ticketmaster owned venues where they force the bands to perform a set list chosen by the fans. And the fans are paying <laughs> more money to get their songs in. And you just have to play a bunch of songs you don't want to play that you haven't rehearsed very well. Yeah. And, and like, it's well, constantly changing because people can bid in real time. Yeah. There's a leaderboard with the dollar amount on the side. But it doesn't it doesn't work because they haven't thought it through. So you end up playing the same song like three times in a row in the middle of the set, and no yeah. one is happy. <laughs> People start fucking with it, like when uh, 4chan rigged that poll to send Justin Bieber to North Korea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they make your whole set list like skits or intro, yeah. intro, yeah, intro. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. since they're fans, they're gonna have the most boring ideas, like play Freebird. And you're like, oh great, okay. They can make you do covers. <laughs> yeah, any Can you song, guys do a cover of 311's co- love song? Um, what do you think? Should we check out this Barney video to close out? Change gears again? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, apparently there's someone who's a bigger Barney fan than us. Yeah, I only I watched like, like a minute of this earlier, but it seems pretty good. This guy is just like a, an actual adult Barney super fan. Hey, I'm Andrew. It's called Olson, My Massive Barney Collection. My uh, Barney Collection. It's a lot of uh, stuff. He opens the room. Yeah, opens the room. He's got like a colorful cartoon chair and about, I'd say, 30 or 40 Barney dolls. One of them it's being a high quantity size. of Barneys. They're all yeah. of varying quality and legitimacy. So these here are yeah, some of the, the size of his eyes is different. Oh, wait, the proportions. Uh, this part we got to listen to. He's showing off his this here legitimate the, scripts from the um, original episodes. Shooting script for A Day at the Beach and uh, Three Wishes, which were some of the first Barney videos produced. These are unique because they have all the editing notes for continuity um, <laughs> written on the scripts. This is a this completely normal guy. Lori Harmon, who was the like uh, not normal, but on those first three videos, um, he's like way more put together than you would expect. That's true. He's not like a, based on a his typical room. nerd. Um, right here, along with it's basically uh, it seems really like it's one room of his house that's full of Barney, and then the rest of his house is like a normal guy house. Three wishes. He's like if of, I just saw this room, I would be like, "Oh, this is a special needs Barney person. I shouldn't make fun of this." But then you see the guy, and he's just a normal guy. Normal guy. He's kind of taking a workmanlike approach to fandom. As you see, he has a string right here. He's very serious about it. Smile. These were called string mouth dolls. They were discontinued shortly after being produced because of the choking hazard of string bum. Of a string, uh, but yeah, this killed some kids. That's the kind of thing they always made fun of on The Simpsons in that era, like the early 90s, like toys killing kids. It is so funny, this guy like the Shrek cups at McDonald's, where they had cadmium in the ink on the outside of the cup, so they had to recall them because it was killing kids. 
It's just the like goofiest the shit that could possibly produced. kill somebody. Right yeah. Here is a um, gun doll. Like, we've uh, gotten rid of childhood diseases like measles and whooping cough. But those Shrek cups will get you. Yeah, there are more embarrassing ways to die now if you're a kid. Director's chair Ooh. from the Barney Friends. Ooh. A real director's Have, chair. Having a fake Texas. hoverboard that lights <laughs> on fire. Um, yeah. Because you, you got it from a gas this station. Guy, he's pretty rare, Barney doll. <laughs> this was made in limited quantities, a special edition doll for the 10th anniversary of Barney in 1998. That's looking fake. It doesn't look like Barney to me. Original. Yeah, there needs to be like a Barney authenticator Barney out there. This guy yeah, I need like a jeweler's Justin loop. Nelson's collection, who was the uh, production designer for Barney and Friends. Well, Barney stopped selling merch at the shows. 92 to 95. They were taking 70% of his merch sales. That's right. So you go to a Barney uh, show and you just see a bunch of bootleg Barney Barneys, toys. but that's like pretty much all you could get, you know, even in the Produced. even at the peak. Um, this here the shit they sold outside, a, it was like the Grateful Dead. Um, original painting that was done All these for, minivans open. Uh, yeah. One of the Bootleg books. Barney merch so in every one. The yeah, Barney bongs. This in and then <laughs> Barney the bongs. It. it was the original Rick and Morty bong. And back you know, then it was more dangerous because you would get charged with drug paraphernalia. When right. McDonald's introduced the Barney sauce and everyone went um, nuts. Yeah. Babies were crawling over the counter. Personal collection. They should make Happy Meals for Babies that's just a ground-up burger in a slurry. <laughs> that would be really good, yeah. Exclusively handed out to so many families have to make that themselves. Ooh, this limited Barney doll is dressed up like a journalist. That's really funny. One of the Barneys is really fucked up, Yeah. and it has eyes that are on top of its head, like uh, the, the baby from Dinosaurs. Yeah, this guy. A lot of these don't um, look like Barney. Yeah. Later. They don't look like the Barney from the show. Doesn't seem to be a lot of quality control in the uh, old Barney merch production uh, house. Was a no, I guess TVs looked bad a, back then. Um, resembling the doll you see People were watching it on like a 10-inch. Straight up like dark purple. Like this is barely even purple. It's almost black. Yeah, yeah the color like of like a grape popsicle. Not my Barney. Yeah. Jacket handed out to the crew of Barney's Colorful World. Can't believe Barney was putting his name on such shoddy merch. He should be ashamed of himself. We need to purge. There's a lack of baby bops, Barney though. We need to purge um, the deviationist uh, Barney line. Yeah, that's right. A different style. Whoa! Again, another entirely <laughs> fucked up. Not Barney. That is yeah, not like Barney. Kermit. That is. Yeah, this it is, looks like. It's Kermit. This is kind of blowing my, my mind because Barney, like made. as an as a design, like the, uh, the not very hard Barney to doll. fuck up. You know, pretty yeah, simple. Iconic. Yeah, it's not like H.R. Geiger's uh, Alien. You know, the children um, in sweatshops designing these Barney toys had no idea what Barney like looked like. We gotta chastise them. Exactly. <laughs> Don't you know what Barney looks like? You're a child. <laughs> Every child knows what Barney looks like. Video was there ever Gangsta Barney? Like t-shirts? Really there had to be there anything in the 90s. There had to be like Gangsta um, Frasier, you know what I mean? Every, literally every <laughs> 90s property. Um, yeah, like the Bart Simpson the stuff didn't really have anything to do with Bart Simpson. Dolls, no. Packaging. Yeah, like, like Bart Simpson, uh, Iraq uh, War, stuff, or like Gulf yeah, War, you know? Like, <laughs> never, the, uh, the real so Bart on the show would never do that. This guy, produced by Jack Pacific. Uh, for the 20th anniversary of Barney. Doesn't, again, doesn't really look like Barney. Uh, That's the 20th anniversary. It's a thin Barney. Uh, That's a thin Barney, and I don't like yeah. that. Yeah. Handmade, uh, I don't want to see thin Barney. Handmade dolls. Um, this guy was produced for Barney's Great Adventure. 
Some of these guys look like the Toronto Raptors mascot more than they look like Barney. There's thick Barney in the back I'm looking at right now. Oh, yeah, I see him there in the show. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Here are some tour books for Barney's Big Surprise. I have four of them. And basically these were handed out to Okay, the veneer of normalcy is coming off of this guy the longer this goes on. I want to see his hand. Does he have a wedding ring on? Hotel information. I want to know if he's married. Uh, it would be funny to have a room like the, this you know, in your house. All that kind of stuff for the I want to have story. a room like this and then, like, never tell anybody about <laughs> it. Yeah. And then they <laughs> accidentally come Barney, in here looking for the bathroom. Uh, they ask you about Microsoft, it and you say, it was like that when I moved in. I don't really use uh, that room. No, but your friends would already be suspicious because you're always like, don't go in that room. And they start to suspect something far worse. Yeah. Everything in the living room is like, Barney sucks. I hate Barney. Fuck Barney. Anyone who likes kids shows sucks. You're constantly bringing it up. Oh, this one's from his own childhood right now. When I would get... Uh, Did you guys hear that there was some guy who likes Barney? Oh, that's so gay, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't go in. The, don't go in the third door on the left. You bring it up to your friends. All you're out at a bar and you keep bringing up Barney. Hey, a bar? That's kind of like Barney. Everyone's like, yeah, you said that twenty times. I hate him. I hate that guy. Sitting with him is so stupid. If anything of his was in my house, I would be pissed. This is the largest Barney doll produced. He's about four feet tall. These were produced for store displays. Mainly used in JCPenney stores beginning in 92. Ooh, on the wall, he's got the poster and for the Barney Live in New York show that we watched a, on stream. Uh, oh, shit, yeah. From studios at Las Colinas when um, the Barney 94 Barney Live in Radio Texas. City. They, uh, Every time they, I listen to Bad uh, Sneakers by Steely Dan, <laughs> that's what I fill in the lyrics as. <laughs> so this couch right here... Um, was used on the set of Barney's oh, wow. house. Oh, the couch um, is Barney. Damn. Wow. Over to Barney's house. Um, how much? I didn't know Barney had a house. I wonder how much she invested in this. In uh, Dude, yeah. How did you get them to fucking ship this furniture from the Barney set? Elementary school. Oh, he picked um, it up himself. Lori went, Probably rented a U-Haul just to make sure nothing happened to it. And, uh, Proper handling. Wanted to sell it a couple months ago, so I picked it up. Oh, I think he said an elementary school came into ownership of it and he bought it from them. Only. In elementary design, school, designs that, that was those kids would hate that couch. Like third graders, it's good. Uh, told them this is this couch by. is from the Barney set. They would probably um, like make knife holes in it and kick it. That it's good with. that this man in his mid thirties has it, not and, children. Um, as you can see, he's very loved. But this is uh, for years. This is the if only he ever has kids, they're gonna hate Barney. Oh, this is his OG Barney doll from when he was a kid. They're gonna rebel by getting into Barney is dead songs. Uh, yeah, that's like right. hardcore. Here, this cutout is a replica of uh, the very first store displays that were selling uh, Barney. Doesn't doesn't look like Barney. Looks like an um, alligator. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. And the videos would sit on. This is one that I just had designed and printed out on cardboard um, to display. So this is another gun doll. Um, as far as I can tell, this is the only, he's about 36 inches. Um, this is the only one of him produced. Uh, this is a prototype doll, as you can see by the gun prototype tag at the back. I haven't been able to find another like him. I'm not sure if these were done as store displays or if this is just one of a kind and never actually went into production. This would be a fine room but, to die um, in. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Another one ever come up on the Barney market. Surrounded by all up. the Barneys. Um, Surrounded by all the Barneys, all the different Barneys. Um, 
Maybe that's his intention for himself. Dealer down in Tennessee. Oh my god! And, uh, That'd be an incredible Barneys way will for entertain this video me in the afterlife. Yeah. Bury me with my Barneys. Of uh, Barney videos and the Barney movie. These would have been in fuck the Barney movie. Video, Hollywood video. <laughs> that's when he sold out. Yeah, that's right. Releases of these uh, VHSs. Like, there's probably not that much competition to get all this Barney um, this merch. Year, this I think it'd be interesting to choose something even more obscure, like Samurai Pizza and, Cats or something. No one's going to be fighting you to get that merch. Exactly. Um, well yeah, the field is wide open. And um, Barney Super Singing Circus. And I already and have all the Food Fight merch. Come over to Barney's house. Oh, so, yeah, you actually do, right? This is a fun chair. So I need um, to do something else. That was pretty easy to get. These on this yeah, table. that was a good call. Um, do you have a copy of the movie, like on Blu-ray or DVD or something? Uh, came yeah. From the studio at Las Colinas. It needs um, a Blu-ray release. It's bullshit that it doesn't have one. We should crowdfund one ourselves. Yeah. Food Fight was... I'll just take the money and then up, up convert the DVD file. That's one of the last movies shot on film, right? Food Fight? Yeah. It was live action. Locate and report fraudulent Barney costumes that were being oh my God. used in the early Oh, 90s report fraudulent Barneys? Fraudulent Help us protect Barney. Businesses down. Well, you've awesome. got more of them than, than anybody, Well, my he's keeping them off the streets, man. Press photos. It's, like when, it's like a police, like, yeah. uh, when they put all the guns and stuff yeah, on the like table. When they, when they put a, like a, a rusty, like, flintlock covered in barnacles and are like, we're keeping Toronto's so streets safe. Is, uh, I have 70 sketches. This is a no-musket zone. Yeah. The book Barney Baby Bop's Band. So these would have been used by the artists when they're laying out the book. Uh, getting approvals. Ooh, concept design. Um, so, over 70 sketches. Really interesting he doesn't talk about Baby Bob's uh, uh, political beliefs in this. Just kind of glosses yeah. that over. He ignores Baby Bob. Uh, yeah. only like two, him the yeah, there's two Baby Bobs in the room. He never even touches here. on them. Just cause maybe, I thought maybe he has another room for Baby Bob packaging. and another one for BJ and another one for Blaze. Yeah. Um, but I guess not. He doesn't care. Barney's Musical Castle. So one of my Just because Baby Bop was hanging out with Professor Griff in the early 90s doesn't mean anything, you know? All of these it's like, years. Yeah. Um, and as well, along with that, you know, she's grown a lot. They give out these little flags at intermission that we waved around. Um, and I kept my flag all these years, too. It's been in better shape, but there it is. Um, He's seeming less normal at the end of this video, I gotta say. He's just seeming a little wound wound up pretty tight. I really like the music going, too. It's like overly dramatic. It's a serious version of the Barney song. Oh, it is? This guy is amazing. Barney Builder. Right here is a catalog that would have been sent to video stores and retailers for Barney videos. Did this guy get interviewed uh, in that movie? I think this is about 1993 Probably. when this was sent Probably. out. Um, as you see, you know, gets the retail price. They the, must have interviewed this guy. Uh, or maybe price, not, actually. He's not that big. And that's about it. You know, this is my Barney collection. It has. Oh, wow. He made his own doll. Maybe um, that's why so many of them are fucked up. Right now, and it's still growing. But, Some of these um, he sewed himself. It's been fun to collect and reminisce. Over so he's making fraudulent Barneys. He's counterfeiting Barneys. He's become, he admit it. He's become the thing he hates. Wow. He should be wow. ashamed of himself. Although the, the responses to it, though, are very positive on YouTube. That's. I mean, I feel like the Barney community must be, not unlike the 311 community, pretty supportive. That's true. It's like insular enough where all the, all the Barney haters are gone, you know? If, if I squint my eyes, he kind of looks like Aaron a little bit. 
I was thinking that too, honestly. He's got kind of like a similar build, yeah. like blonde hair. He's kind of got the Viking vibe going on, which makes this even better. Yeah. The, the, this is the Viking ideal. Yeah. The comment that was pinned by the uh, original poster is, what a fantastic collection, Andrew. Amazing one-off pieces and so many rare originals. Such great variety too. Congratulations. Like, I guess there's other Barney collectors after all. Congratulations on having a bunch of toys. Yeah. Well, maybe the uh, maybe the Viking interpretation of Valhalla was completely missed, like just misread, and maybe Valhalla is, uh, you know, instead of being instead of your corpse being put on a ship and your soul going to Valhalla, you just go into this sad room that you build filled with Barney merchandise. <laughs> maybe that's it. There's really no difference between this and putting a serpent a serpent head on the end of your ship. Yeah, no, not at all. That's a Barney doll made of wood. That's right. Well, I think this video has inspired me to work on my own Barney collection. Are you going to make I have a Barney own, hoodie? or are you going to try and... Well, uh, yeah, I have a Barney hoodie, so I actually did start the collection. I just need to get... Uh, if I get a second Barney thing, that counts as a collection. I think you should start making them. You, you got to call your parents <laughs> and say, is there any Barney stuff still? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you save any of my Barney stuff? I, I want get play really mad again. when they didn't. Yeah, you should you start out. Start out at about seven in terms of like level of ac accusation. I yeah. know you threw my shit out. I know you threw it out, or you sold it on eBay. Yeah, I told you that was the one thing I wanted to save. <laughs> like, no, you haven't brought up Barney in thirty years. <laughs> Actually, I actively still love him. When I was a toddler, I actively disliked Barney, so it's going to be even especially more uh, <laughs> suspicious. Oh, did you have any anti-Barney merchandise? Ooh, that's a good question. I wish, but my parents always told me that I really liked Sesame Street and I always hated Barney, so it'd be very suspicious to to start now. But I did start now because now I love Barney. <laughs> Nothing wrong with being a late convert. That's right. Yeah, the music stands up. The work stands up. Thirty years later, it's classic. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so this here is, uh, I have 70 sketches, production sketches for...